Echo 5, do you copy? Echo 5. Echo 2, good morning. Nice of you to drop by. Feeling alright, sir? Thought we lost you. Right now, I feel like I can take off this whole podcast myself. Ah, I know what you mean. Ready to send that transmission to Echo Base? Yes, sir. R10, pass through. guys, welcome to another episode of The Hoff Transmissions. We are continuing our adventures through the Book of Boba Fett, and we'll be discussing the fourth episode. And guys, I've got to tell you, it's kind of a refresh from last episode. You heard me talk with a couple of my buddies last episode, and we've got Echo 5 back here. And we're going to be talking about the highlights, kind of what we really liked about this episode, and some of the cool Easter eggs that you guys may have missed. So keep on listening. Um, so just to jump into it, uh, how did you like this episode? Uh, I liked it. I thought I'll be honest. I've liked every episode of, of this show so far, to be honest. I, I, I enjoy all the flashbacks. Um, I'm excited for them to be over and to actually just move on to the main story, the present story of Boba Fett building his family, building his, yeah. uh, his little, uh, you know, throne, so to speak, his little mini empire um through loyalty and through through respect as he says um I've, I've actually enjoyed flashbacks all the way up through this episode i like how we were able to finally have it all connect um in a good way which we'll talk about uh, all the way up to him meeting fennec um i i, I didn't uh, so i'm guessing you weren't too fond of last episode <laughs> the third episode I don't know. I I really enjoyed it. Like, oh, okay. don't get me wrong. You made, like, you made it sound like you weren't like too into it, but which is you I know mean, whatever. I had I had some hangups about it, and you guys will yeah. get like the full gist of it if you jump into my, the last podcast. Um, I just was really, I just really wasn't big into the whole Spy Kids thing, the whole modifiers. Yeah. It took a little time yeah, to get yeah. used to it, only because you're so used to Tatooine being a brown and dry desert planet. And they're used to seeing like Jawas, Tuscan Raiders. Even in the prequels, you kind of see it as kind of like not much color. And so the last episode, it's just like, oh, let's do all this color. Even jumping into this episode with Boba Fett showing up in the flashback, walking over to the modifier station, seemed a little out of place. But you got to expect that in a galaxy that's so diverse. Well, like, I know, I know I mean, we're going to talk about this before, but uh, the third episode, I, I actually think what I enjoyed the most in that episode was the flashback parts uh, it, not much happened the all the action was in the second episode with the train um oh yeah but, uh, but i i enjoyed the the simple scenes where he'd show up in the tuscan raiders all the, the the tribe is all wiped out and it's playing that sad music and he's just kind of there's some really awesome shots of him on the bantha um one of those you know some of those overhead shots of him and just him in the desert in the bantha I thought were yeah, like super, and, super cool. Yeah, but, like it had similarities to Attack of the Clones with Anakin uh, carrying Shmi yeah. after her death. Both of was doing yeah. the same thing to one of the Tuscan Raiders. And yeah. I thought that was kind of really cool. And for me, I think a lot of my favorite parts about the second episode was a lot of the tie-ins to the nostalgic value of the prequels. Yeah. And I did enjoy the Spy Kids. I know we could call them the Spy Kids. They're called the Modifiers, but... Yeah, like modified drug bodies. Basically, yeah. And like I said, I don't know. They just seemed a little off to me, but I want to see more character development. I think we'll be seeing that in the future episodes. Again, again, what I'm excited about in this episode is we finally got to finish the flashbacks. As much as I liked them, it was really creative how they had all those flashback scenes, and then they would jump to the present scene, and it was a full story in, on both sides of the spectrum. <laughs> But yeah, I'm excited to just get one linear story and just follow Boba Fett building up his crew. That's what I'm looking forward to. As much as I enjoyed the flashbacks, because I did, but I'm glad that it's not going to be the entire season. 
Yeah, I mean, I was kind of wondering the same thing. It's like I was enjoying the flashbacks a lot more than I actually enjoyed the actual main story arc. Because I was like, uh-huh. okay, well, him and the Tuscans, him defending the Tuscans, him and doing all of his other stuff, whatever, is really cool. Yeah, I cared more about that than I did him actually building his whole family and mm-hmm. taking over the Fortuna's empire, basically. Uh, I'm beginning to see that okay. the flashbacks are actually playing a big part in the main story arc, and that it was well, that, necessary. That's, well, that's what I'm, I'm wondering if that's something from those flashbacks as a story. I'm wondering if that Tuscan warrior, for example, that we haven't seen the dead body of, might show up at the end to help him defeat the Pikes, which it looks like that's kind of where the story's heading. Yeah, I hope, base... she, I hope she survived. I really liked her as a character. Yeah, which, again, yeah. Her and the kid. The kid was hilarious. Yeah, the kid could be back, too. We didn't see the kid's body. I don't remember seeing the kid's body. I could be wrong. But, but you, just assume they're, you just assume they're all dead, though. Yeah. And that I mean, might be kind of random for both uh, the Tuscan chick and the kid to survive. That'd be such a random duo to survive that uh, whole scenario. Be, that'd, that'd be, if anything, if just one of them showed up and yeah. actually would survive, that would be really cool. But you're right. It pretty much showed us that they're pretty much all dead. But one thing I, I would like love to see back. the Tuscan chick to survive, though. Because she's pretty badass. Yeah, no, she was she was super cool. I, I want to get a, I want to get a figure of her. I hope they make a black series figure of her. I'm sure they or will. A, or a vintage. I actually like that. I like the vintage ones. I like those classic three four three three fourth inch figures. True. But true. Th- there's several. I actually want. I want to get a fet in the in the hood as well. Or it would be really cool to get a Boba Fett on the Bantha. That would be awesome. Yeah. No. You know what? I'm actually surprised you haven't shown is the. Hmm. The, what you call it? The, the raw two? No, it's what the well them too, but what the sand troopers right on. Oh, a dewback. Dewback, yes, yes. I forgot. I couldn't think of their names for the life of me. Wow. I'm actually surprised those. we haven't seen any dewbacks. Yeah, you're right. Because huh. they focus so much on the banthas, but I feel the dewbacks are just as prominent as the dewbacks. Yeah, that is that is interesting. Of and of. They've even introduced a new creature, and they still didn't show a back, which is interesting. Yeah. So. Anyway. Like we, we saw yeah. like the flashback of Bo- Boba, and he's riding a Bantha throughout the desert. And it's kind of cool that you kind of get to see him going through the desert. And I remember in like the original trilogy, the walking, was what was it? 3PO was walking through the desert, and we see a Kray Dragon in the background. Yeah. This time we see the bones of Bantha. And I thought that was kind of cool. So it's not like every creature can survive out there. Even the bandas. Yeah. yeah, no, you're right. And so my huge question is like, okay, so this planet used to be like this green and lush planet, right? Oh, it does, yeah. So how the heck did these creatures survive before then? Or how did they even survive this whole change? Or are these new creatures that were brought? Maybe or are these creatures just really good at adapting? I think they're good at adapting. I think they've lived there so long that they know where to find the nutrients for life. Um, we saw that one scene where Boba Fett was digging, and they find oh, the water. Yeah, and they probably there's probably areas they know where to dig and find water. You know, it looks like there's none out there, but we've learned from How the show that there's actually out there. Exactly. I have no idea, but it seems like they've evolved over the years. Possibly. Yeah. So, I mean, evolution definitely plays a role. I'm sure. Absolutely. I think it, it, thinking, like, imagine this planet like full of forests and oceans and all this stuff. So you have these great dragons. I'm kind of assuming that these were like water creatures. Great dragons were like water creatures, and somehow they evolved creatures. into just swimming through sand. It's kind of yeah. terrifying, if you ask me. But yeah, it is. It's very like, interesting. Like Dune, the worms. <laughs> yes, exactly, and that's kind of what I'm. That's kind of what I'm feeling. With uh, yeah. this, yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, yeah, no, it's it's interesting. Uh, uh, and you know, it's funny. So Tatooine's got these two sons, 
he's got three moons. I, I remember seeing a clear shot of those moons. First time I actually remember seeing a clear shot of those moons. This could have you could have seen it. Were those in the originals or the prequels? Yes, when Anakin's attacked the Tuscan camp to rescue his mom on a ledge at night, and there's a shot, and you see a clear shot of the moon. It's actually, I think it's actually one of the best shots, best shot actually, in my opinion, of, of, of an attack of the clones. It's Anakin waiting, he's looking out, and you see the Tuscan camps blow, and you hear like some faint echoes of, their, of the Tuscans kind of cry. And then you see Anakin right. jump off the huge cliff before he starts sneaking around the camp. But yeah, you, there's, oh. a, there's a really, there's a really clear shot of the three moons right there. Interesting. I actually don't remember seeing that. Yeah, I'll I'll text you a picture of it if you can remind me. It's I know exactly where to find it. It's it's a really super awesome shot actually. Yeah, it actually sounds like a really cool shot. Um, yeah, I'll, yeah, either post up on the Instagram or. Or shoot it to me because I'd be really interested so, in checking it out. Wait, if anything, maybe maybe I'll uh, if you can find the shot. Well, if you, if you find me the shot on uh, Boba Fett, and then we'll do like a parallel post. I can find that shot. We can do a, we can do a parallel back to back of the moon. Dude, that'd be dope. Uh, and you can actually name time. them too. Oh, they actually have names. I don't remember them off the top of my head. Um, Names for them, but I mean, like, that's the cool thing about Star Wars. It's so in depth that like, every little thing, every little detail has a name to it. The, like the I didn't even are... know like the moons of Endor had like all these different names. Yeah, I, I actually remember the first time I saw Return of the Jedi. I thought Endor was the planet. I didn't realize it was a gas giant, and Endor is just one of the moons. It's one of the moons of Endor, actually. Um, yeah, exactly. Because they even call was... it the first moon of Endor. And that's actually one thing I did like in Rise of Skywalker is they were I like how they went to one of the moons of Endor and the ruins of the second Death Star were were still there, which was I thought that was actually really cool. And uh, it was uh, Kef Burr, but yeah, uh, that's right. I found that the the Tatooine moons it's it's uh, Rossin, Giermesa, and Chinini. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but it's, it's funny that. They even have detail on that, which is really cool. <laughs> I think that's one thing that I really liked with Favreau taking over is that he's, I th- like with the with the sequels, we kind of lost that whole aspect of the whole nostalgic value. Like, yeah, we got yeah. Luke, Han, and Leia, but we didn't get as much of them as we were anticipating. And I I'm feel still with, bu- I'm still bummed out we never got a scene with them all together. Yeah, I mean, I am too. But I do have to appreciate Fabro for taking Mandalorian and more so with the Boba Fett and tossing a lot of these Easter eggs and kind of tying in a lot of nostalgic value. I, I, in my opinion, the best, personally, the Star Wars I've enjoyed the most, aside from the originals, the original Lucas uh, 3, is John Fabro's work, starting with uh, the Clone Wars and then. Uh, Mandalorian, I, I think, and yeah. so far Boba Fett have actually been my favorite Star Wars. I did like Rogue One. My my personal favorite Star Wars has been, um, besides the original, has been the John Favreau Star Wars. It just it just feels right. I don't know. It it uh, it works for me. <laughs> no, like I even hear that Favreau is trying to redo the sequels. Like he wants to redo eight and nine. That would be super cool. You know, but... he own it. He would, and granted, like, based off of what you guys know of us posting and just my thoughts, like, I didn't really care for the sequels. I loved, I liked Force Awakens. I didn't love it. I liked Force Awakens. But just I after that, it was just, just kind of, for me, it was just kind of whatever. I liked, but, I, liked 80, I liked 80% of Force Awakens. And then, yeah, there's a small portion I didn't like, but for the most part, it's, uh, I, I like it. It's a solid film. But and I, I like that, Rogue One too. I like Rogue One too. Yeah, but as far as going like the sequels, it's like I wouldn't really want to see them remake the sequels. The sequels are there. We gotta accept them. Are, there's parts are. of there there's parts of them that we like, there's parts of them that we dislike. But as far as Carrie Fisher's like last bit of work, I I think she did fantastic. And yeah, I, I wouldn't want to I, I wouldn't want to rewrite that. I don't think they'll be remade because of that too, because I'd be kind of 
disrespectful to her and her family, you know. I don't think that they'll do that for that reason. Um, going back one, just, just a little bit, how did you like some of those actions to Mandalorian leading up in the flashbacks? Like the flare you saw out in the night sky? And Dude, I thought that was like, really cool. That was I awesome. didn't catch it. I'm not going to lie, I didn't catch it at first. I saw him standing there in the flares. I was like, oh, what are those? I'm like, those are really cool. But then it took me a minute to figure out. It's like, oh, okay, that's uh, from the Mandalorian. So you get in both Fett's perspective. Yeah. yeah. And I thought that was actually really cool. Super cool. And so it kind of, that's what I'm talking about. It's like, I like how it ties into everything. I, yeah. I have a coworker that I got into watching the Book of Boba Fett. And, she saw the flyers and I texted her. I'm like, all right, now you got to watch the Mandalorian so you can kind of see the other side of that. And she's like, what are yeah. you talking about? I'm like, she's almost to that episode. And I was like, all right, watch that episode. And you'll, you'll understand that scene a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. And I couldn't, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't watch both that without watching Mandalorian. But that's obviously. But I do remember when that episode happened, a lot of people, when you saw that mysterious figure, walk up to Fennec as she was yeah. lying there on the ground. Everybody was like, oh, this got to be Boba Fett. This got to be Boba Fett. And I think we discussed it in our podcast, too, that we're kind of leaning towards it being Boba Fett. I, me- I, remember, and... I remember thinking it was, uh, wasn't was Boba Fett um, because that's what everybody thought it was going to be, but it actually was. I was like, oh, it is. Um, it, it was interesting, too, because thought of that, they actually, really cool because they literally mimicked the same shot see the feet walking towards her like we yeah. saw at the end on that end scene on the fifth episode of Mandalorian season one um but in the original Mandalorian when you could hear the, you could hear the spurs clinking because you hear the spurs and yeah. Boba Fett when he's walking around on Empire Strikes Back so there's just kind of a fun little little uh sound to add for the hardcore fans to notice but in the Boba Fett shot you don't hear the spurs you hear like one one quick spur and that's it they took that out because he's not actually wearing the armor. Yeah, and that's one thing that a lot of fans speculated at the time. Like, oh, it's got to be Boba Fett. It's got to be Boba Fett. But John Favreau at the time also said, oh, yeah, Boba Fett's never going to make an appearance in The Mandalorian. Yeah. And so that's why I didn't think it was Boba Fett. Like, I remember thinking, oh, John Favreau won't lie to us. Yeah, Boba, yeah. is that wrong? I trusted too much. Yeah. And I'm, <laughs> I'm glad I was wrong. It yeah. did throw me off. Like, I'm actually... I'm actually happy with it, because look what it turned out to. He got Boba Fett showing up at the end of Mandalorian Season 2. We got him driving the Slave 1 into uh, Moff Gideon's ship. Yeah. And then we even have an entire spinoff of Boba Fett, which is actually pretty funny. Like, what is up with Boba Fett? Like, seriously. As the same co-worker, she's not really a big <laughs> fan of Star Wars. She's yeah. kind of like what you call a casual fan. Uh-huh. And she's seen the original trilogy. She knows who Boba Fett is. And so her and I, we talk about TV shows and all that at work. And so I got her to watch the book of Boba Fett. And so she texted me. She's like, I just started watching. Uh... Wait, wait, no, no, that wasn't that. I forget what I texted you. It was pretty funny. Let's see if I just found it. She said she said she's watching Boba Fett. And she said, "Why does uh, why does Boba Fett keep 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 getting his uh his butt kicked?" Throughout Basically, the and she's like, "I thought he was like this uh great warrior, but <laughs> I just started. I was just and then she, up. she said it. She said if it wasn't for uh, found him, he would have been dead a long time ago." <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's right. Here, here it is. She's like, I just started watching The Mandalorian now. I thought the book of Buffett was good, but Boba just kept getting his ass whooped, and everyone had to help him and protect him, or else they would have killed him a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> and it, I've actually heard similar complaints. I mean, that's what I kind of thought, too, but, I mean, like, honestly, look, you look at it. It's like you have a character that's OP, right? You can't really make a TV show about him and always win. That would be really Where boring. You don't want another complaint about what happened with Ray. Yeah, exactly. And so there's got to be some character development. We're seeing that he's still struggling from his effects in the. the Which, Starlight by the game. way, actually cool. Sorry. No, no, you're good. Uh, he got scarred. Continue. Which we, which you, me, and you were talking about 
one of the previous uh, conversations about why he had to be in the back of the tank, and now we know. Yeah, I thought it was either that or him being a clone and it being a thing that kind of helped him. But yeah, I like yeah. I, I like that they kind of like finished that whole aspect of it. Which makes but, sense for the acid too, because they they mentioned that the sarlacc, it's uh, it slowly digests them over a thousand years. Yeah, and his armor protected him. Otherwise, he would have died a long time ago. Yeah. But I mean, him getting his butt whooped all the time. It's like honestly, it's like I get it. Nobody is great all the time. Yeah. And you got to mention, like, the two times that he got attacked was the group of ninjas that surrounded him and Fennec. He wasn't prepared for it. And then he got attacked by a freaking Wookiee while he was sleeping in the back of the tank. And he actually held his own pretty good. He held his own pretty good. He did. What do you expect him to do, to be honest? How well would you handle it, honestly? I don't think I would have survived much longer after Kazan picked me up out of the back of the tank sleeping. So I think Bubba's handled it back to the well. conversation, too, though. I think the thing is, when they introduced him in the other episode, the story's not about him. It was about Din Djarin and and Grogu, but he had his debut, and they are obviously going to make it. So obviously he's going to be a little bit OP in that. But in his own story, they're just going to tell the story of him developing. They're not going to just have him win all the time and destroy all the time. That's That'd be boring. I'd, I'd be bored. I mean, yeah. even with Mando, Mando got his butt kicked quite a bit, but he also held his own when it yeah. mattered. And we're seeing the same thing with Boba. Well, and with that too, getting their butts kicked and standing up again actually shows a lot of strength too, because they get knocked down and get up, and they uh, they're just they're tough. Yeah, exactly. Tough. So yeah, so for anybody out there that needs to hear it, like, if you get knocked down, stand back up. <laughs> the, the, um don't give up. What, what, did, what did you think about that modificator uh, with all those basically saying where the uh, those, um, what did you call them? The the group of the modifiers. bikers. The modifiers. Were they, so it was kind they, of interesting because like, yeah. I was curious how he saved Fennec, right? And we kind of uh, got an explanation for how she survived and it's like, okay, it was acceptable. And then now we actually get the behind the scenes of it. Quote unquote. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie, like, even then, like, this whole modifier scene seems so out of place for me. It seems so steampunk or cyberpunk or yeah, whatever you want to call it. But, I mean, like, at the same time, yeah. it makes sense. Like, this is an aspect of Star Wars that exists that we're just not too familiar with. I mean, Luke got his hand chopped off, and now we kind of see that there's people that specialize in reconstructing those type of organs and making it work for you. And on an even darker note, Fennec, like, she should have been dead. And this guy yeah. like basically tore out her entire stomach and replaced it with a bunch of metal. He replaced it with a bunch of, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that does not sound like a fun surgery. They, no. they kind of, um, show a lot of it's definitely different. It's, they, they show a lot, they, they, they have a nice kind of call to General Grievous and Darth Vader and that sort of, uh, mechanical saving technology that Star Wars introduced. Um, yeah, exactly. But and then of course it ties into that that group of uh, bikers from Modifi- the last episode. The, the modifiers. Yeah. yeah the, spy the, kids. <laughs> the spy kids. Yeah. But so. I mean, it makes sense that they're cybernetic doctors, and so I mean, in a world so advanced like this, or a galaxy so advanced as this. And like you mentioned, like we see Darth Vader, we see General Grievous. Of course, there's going to be other aspects or other places around the galaxy that's going to be specializing in all this. Right. And we just don't think about it because we're so used to seeing the perspective from the Republic and the Jedi. Like, honestly, like the Jedi sit there and go chop up people and they kill stormtroopers, they kill Geonosians, they sit there and fight an entire war, they kill clones or whatever. You don't really get to see, okay, Obi-Wan gets stabbed a couple of times. Anakin, he got his leg in, his, he got his arm chopped off. He gets a robotic arm. Later, he gets yeah. his legs and arm chopped off and jumps into a cybernetic suit. Grievous, we you know he's a general that got pretty much destroyed. 
and Palpatine took the advantage and said, hey, this guy is a very smart man. Let's see what we can do to save him. And basically, all he had was what? It's pretty much basically just his brain. His heart. Yeah, his yeah. brain and his heart. Yeah. And Luke gets yeah. his hand chopped off, so it's kind of... But we don't really get to see too much of this side in Star Wars. I thought it was actually kind of cool. Yeah, you actually be able to see a, an operation using that yeah. technology. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that, was, I mean, that was interesting. Definitely different. Definitely different. Not what I'm. No, and, and again, it's 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 cool that, I mean, when when Boba Fett was coming out, Boba Fett, where are they really going to do with this? It's cool that they're constantly introducing or showing us. They're they're really exploring the world of Star Wars, and 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 I didn't even think Boba Fett would introduce much. Uh, uh, much much that we hadn't seen before yeah i wasn't expecting much what we're seeing so far yeah but we're getting a lot of we're going a lot deeper into the world and learning more things and getting more about what what's happening behind the scenes in star wars and we're actually getting to explore this in these shows but it's cool how even the book about fed is going to other areas we haven't actually explored yet um like like this mechanical type of technology fixing bodies and whatnot it's it is interesting, um, but uh, did you? Um... Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say, like, yeah, like we've we've seen it before. We just never really saw like the actual process of it. So that's what's new about it. What I remember seeing is is, is the uh, the B it was a B twelve uh, the droid the med the med droid at the end of Empire Strikes Back when he's uh, finishing up Luke's hand and he's kind of give, poking each finger and testing his sensitivity. You know, he's all like, ow, like that. And he kind of moves his hand and then pulls the glove. And then, you know, and then you get the end of the movie. But that's the closest. That's actually seen. what I was thinking of right now. That, or, or of course, you get the scene with Vader getting put together, sort of, at the end of Revenge of the Sith. Um, but never by an actual human. It's always no. That's true. You're right. And that's what makes that it different. Because we see it as kind of like, with, for them, it's more of a necessity. And then we're jumping into a thing where people are modding themselves on purpose. Like they have nothing wrong; they're just doing it just for recreation. Almost like, almost like it's it's like a tattoo parlor, but it's it's like extreme. Exactly. Like, okay, yeah. You wanna, that's you a, good a laser analogy, yeah. eye. You want to get you want to get you know, it's uh, something that you change that's not really going to be able to be undone, or it's going to be difficult to undo. But yeah, and I was talking to uh, Echo Twelve. He was in our last uh-huh. podcast. He was one of our new uh-huh. guys. And yeah. he was mentioning that it's very similar to the technology that we saw in the prequels, especially with the Nimbodians in episode one, where they're on the trade federation ship with Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. Oh, you got the eyes. You got those eyes. Yeah. They have, like, the eyes, so it's very similar technology. And so a lot of people – I know a lot of people are complaining about it, but it's like, oh, no, no, no. We've, we've seen a lot of this stuff. It's just we're seeing it in a different – we're seeing it used differently than what we're normally to. We're actually seeing a purpose behind it. Yeah, no, for sure. And so for me, I'm like, okay. At first, I was kind of like, okay, this is a little weird, a little different. But you know what? It's it's nothing new. It's just it's cool. It's always been there. It's always been there. We're we're just getting to see it done. That's all. Yeah. And then, like you said, you get to see humans actually doing it. You see that they have the skills. Well, it's not just a not just a droid thing. Yeah, and it's a little bit more advanced if you think about it. Like seriously. So, Replacing an entire person's stomach to keep them alive. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, how honestly, you, does, does she eat? <laughs> the food or she, like, doesn't eat at all? Or is it, like, just, like, kind of, like, uh, liquid injections? Brave anymore, I don't know. That would be terrible. Yeah, sounds, sounds terrible. <laughs> um, on the flashback, how did you, like, sing Jabba's, uh, Alice, the, uh, the door, the other side of the door, the back door? Dude, I really liked being able to explore Java's Palace a lot more yeah. in depth. Yeah. That's been one of my favorite things of this whole series so far. Because yeah, I, I talked about it in Battlefront. Like, Battlefront, you got to run around his palace. You got to jump into the Rancor pit. You kind of get a little yeah. more um, of the blueprints of the facility. Uh-huh. And so in this one, especially with Fennec's little scout droid, I thought it was really cool to be able to see a little bit more of the palace. Yeah. Uh, for sure, that was that was really cool, and it was cool. So they call the slave one a fi- uh, fire spray. That's that's a class, right? Like, uh, 
Yeah, that's the name of the the model. It's kind of like similar to like how the Million Falcon is a Corellian Starfighter. Corellian Freight. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of fans are kind of upset that they are kind of replacing the name Slave One Fire Spray. Honestly, I mean, I was kind of annoyed with it at first. I'm like, it's always going to be the Slave One to me. I get why they're changing it. It's just, it's the class. It's just a class. They're not changing the name of the ship. They're just, they're just making the class more, more known and kind of, I want to say, branding it that way. Because yeah, I mean, our society is kind of like forget history. It's like Slave One is kind of demeaning, and I get why they're doing it. But it's like honestly, it's at the same time, people are so offended. They need chill. It's just a name. <laughs> it's just a name. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. to me, it's always going to be the slave one. And it's not yeah. something that's going to upset me if they call it the fire spray. To me, it's always going to be the slave one. They can call it whatever they want. But it's not going to affect me any different. It's not going to make me hate Star Wars. It's not going to make me cry out like a lot of people are. Like, some people are like, oh, I'm not going to watch Star Wars anymore. Disney's trying to change the name of the slave one to the fire spray. No, no, no. The fire spray is the no, they slave just... one, still the name. No, they just have they just have different. It's just a different class. Like the uh, Leaner Falcon is a YT uh, thirteen hundred light freighter. There, yeah, there's, exactly. there's different Corellian freighters that you know, just like fire. The fire spray is. I, I I'll be honest. I don't know what planet the fire spray is from, but um, it's it's that uh, class of. If you ship. jump back into uh, Legends, uh-huh. so there's a game called the Bounty Hunter, and it's based off of Jango Fett. Jungle Fight never had the fire spray as his main ship. And the reason why it's called the Slave One is because he ends up going to a planet that is full of prisoners. That's actually where he meets Zamoiselle. Uh-huh. And so in order to escape, he jumps onto this fire spray ship, but it's uh-huh. called the Slave One. And the reason why it's called the Slave One is because it transfers prisoners or gotcha. slaves. Well, the... And the um... I, I forget that one one of the sorry go ahead go ahead I'll finish this no 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 keep going no 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 I was just, I was just gonna, no I just another thought the uh, the fire spray is actually it's a it's manufacturing the quad which is where the star destroyers are were created um there's a lot of the ships were made quad was a big ship manufacturing uh, planet and that's uh that's where the um the fire spray thirty one class. Uh, ship was created, which is the sl- the slave one of that that style of ship was created. Yeah, so interesting. Yeah, a lot of ships are made over on the quad system. It's very interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting that uh, the slave one was uh, built there because I knew that the Empire used it a lot, but I didn't think that like a lot of the other ships would be built there. But maybe it's like one of those manufacturing planets. You never know. Yeah, it's actually cool when you see it on the. Don't have it in front of me, but on the ships and vehicles, uh, encyclopedia for Star Wars. Um, I think there's a visual dictionary. I'm pretty sure it's a. I'm pretty sure it's in the ships and vehicles encyclopedia, but you can see the quad system actually has a ring around it that's actually built, like physically built, the ring that's around really? the planet. Yeah, it's like a hardcore, um, engineering, manufacturing type planet where they make a lot of ships. So a lot of the ships were actually made there. Oh, I I guess it makes sense why the Empire basically took that spot over because it was built exactly. Yeah, and other planets like less work for them. Exactly. Well, you know, they they use they took advantage of resources in the in the in the uh, the galaxy like uh, like Wookies, you know, for for yeah, labor. exactly. And, and, you know, so the jerks like gonna waste resources to build something when it's already built. <laughs> Exactly. Um, talk about this. Find the name of that droid, and I couldn't freaking find it. The one with the little, little, the ears that stick up when he's, when he's. Oh, uh, it's like an Effie something or LEP yeah. droid. An LEP droid, yeah. And he showed up. They were in the Clone Wars. Um, kind of cool. They finally got to see a real life one. That's another one of those uh, little Easter eggs we got from the John Favreau Star Wars that we were talking about. Um, in the last episode, how Rebels and Clone Wars creations or characters or cameos 
um, make appearances in, in live action in these shows. Like the. Yeah, um, and. With all surprisingly, cats. surprisingly, it actually was in The Force Awakens. That's where it made its first live action view. But there's only the voice. Oh, was he not? Was, there, okay, there's I'm only the voice. I'm not surprised. I don't remember seeing him, but I haven't seen The Force Awakens that many times. So I could have missed it. But. Yeah, you can hear the voice, but the actual droid itself was never actually made a physical appearance. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. So what do you think of the backstory of Fennec? Like, I really liked, because, like, we're watching the series, and we get to see Boba Fett's rise from the Sarlacc and his rise to the Tuscans. And so now we're getting to see his background with Fennec. Oh, and, and so this kind of, like, developing Fennec's story from the Mandalorian to now. Uh she just seems like she's like all right uh, so how much do you want i mean she's used to just being an assassin being on her own she's not used to working actually uh officially with someone else um, yes you got a cool name master assassin uh kind of from the mid yeah yeah no for sure she um i think it's cool that he's basically like hey you know um i can keep you alive and be uh um get you well paid and and be loyal to you and, and put my life in your hands if you're willing to do the same. And, I mean, uh, at the beginning, he wasn't, like, willing for that. Like, he knew who she was, which is yeah. cool. But she knew oh, who which, she, she, def- she definitely knew who, she, who he was. Which, She's like, no, you're dead. Not you're not, you can't she, be both that. He died. Yeah, that's why we – yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, when she asked who he is and he said, he said he's Boba Fett, she looked surprised. Like, she knows who Boba Fett is. He's a legend. She's like, no, he that was actually, he's, he's, he's done. That was a cool little touch, actually. That was awesome. And she seemed impressed, too. Like, like I mean, she was afraid. She's like, no, you can't, you can't be both. Like, he's dead. But at the same time, yeah, you could hear the admiration in her voice, which I thought was kind of really cool. Because that's yeah. one thing that I think that we really haven't really heard too much in this series. And I'm hoping we get to hear some of it in the next few episodes. Is... How renowned, ugh, how renowned Boba Fett is. Like, nobody yeah. seems impressed that he's Boba Fett. Yeah. Like, we hear so much about him being like this great bounty hunter, but nobody seems impressed when he walks you through the door. Yeah. And to and for her, she she knows who she was or who he was. And so, so she's, she's like, also a okay, bounty hunter. She's like, I'll pay double, she's, whatever. She's also a ba- she's also a bounty hunter, so she's probably um, they're in the same field, so she's probably more like respectful of him because he was a legend in in her eyes. Yeah, and she, that's what she's like saying. All right, I'll pay double, and he's like, uh, yeah, I'm not interested in money, but yeah, there's something I need from you. You're worth more alive than you are dead. So let me tell you why I think you're worth more. And so yeah. We got to see something that I've been curious about for the longest time because we know he doesn't have his armor at this point. And I've been talking to a lot of people like, okay, when did he get the slave one? When, when did he get the ship? And so here we got to see him recover a ship, which I thought was really cool. And they made a big deal about it. It wasn't like something easy for him to do. No, they like, had a cool look. Yeah. She's like, why don't you just go in and ask for it? If it's yours, we'll give it to you. He's like, uh, I'm afraid I'm not going to like the answer, so let's do it this way. Let's just break yeah. it and steal it. And yeah, I actually thought that was a really cool action scene. You know, did, did you also notice they had the, um, they had a, a COO 2180 droid. It's the cook droid from uh, Attack of the Clones when he says, like, hey, get out of here. Oh, uh, yeah, which first appeared in Attack of the Clones. Yeah. On the um, on the freighter that was that was taking uh, Anakin and Padme to Naboo. Yes, exactly. I yeah, thought that, that was, was really cool. cool. I yeah. it took me a minute to remember that, but I thought that was really cool. Yeah. And then and I think I posted. Job. I think I posted something about it. It was like I posted a picture of uh, General Grievous with a cook's hat on. I was like, yeah, 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 I'm yeah, like, this yeah. isn't a spoiler, but <laughs> if you watch the show, you'll 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 get the reference. And I thought it was pretty funny. Um, yeah, uh, that, yeah, the, the, them getting the slave one back though was actually really cool. Um, 
uh, it was aw- I love all those shots of the, of the slave one flying around in the, the setting sun of Tatooine. And uh, really cool shots again, like we've been seeing in the show. Um, and I love how he, uh, he's, he heads over to the, to the biker gang. <laughs> just freaking dude <laughs> I think that might, i'm not gonna lie i think that might be my favorite scene of the whole the whole episode <laughs> and then and then i like how he pulls out that missile like the one that he shoots at obi-wan and Zach the clones like this is why i hate flying you know? um oh yeah like that's right. he, he, he takes the leader out with that that missile it blows him up following the dude missile. seriously which, which was cool as that was brutal those missiles, brutal just blew him up and then uh fennec just looks at him like gives him a nod like, yeah, I prove those guys are assholes. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Based on your history, um, yeah. I, I respect your decision. Yeah, I kill, respect kill your decision. All, kill all of them. They, they deserve it. It's cool. They stood no like, chance. It seemed kind of random at that. It just seemed like he was checking some, like, checking some boxes there. He's like, all right, now we got that. Now we got that. Okay. Now let's go to the Sarlacc pit and piss off the Sarlacc. Let's <laughs> see if right. I can get my so arm out. Before we jump over to the Starlight Pit, like, I want to just like kind of like talk about a, a little bit of the conspiracy going on. So he, in the last episode, he meets with the Pike Gang. They're they're blaming everything on the Kinton strikes. Oh, okay, yeah, yes, yes, yes. What if it wasn't the the Biker Gang that actually took out the test drives? Because even Fennec was like surprised. Like, she was what, she was surprised. Yeah, she's like, she's like she's really, like, they took out a whole group of Tuscan Raiders. That seems so unlikely. I'm thinking it was the Pike Gang that came in and took a took revenge, especially after well, they took that's... over the train. And they're sitting here threatening them, saying, oh, you pay tribute to us because we own this land. Exactly. I don't think the Pike Gang really liked it. I think the Pike Gang is who took out the Tuscan Raiders. No, you're probably right. And they blamed it on the bikers. And so Boba Fett's taking out his revenge on the wrong people. I think you're you're probably about right because after that, Right before the town got wiped out, he went out and he had met with the Pikes. It was it was basically uh, requesting demands, and mm-hmm. um, they didn't seem too happy about that. And then when he came back, they were wiped out. It just didn't seem like a coincidence. And then it's how yeah. hard is it to sit there and just draw the logo? It, yeah, exactly. You know, you know so. so that's my that's right. my little theory for the next few episodes. I think we'll learn a little bit more about that. I'm I'm I think I'm I'm on board with that too. I think either they were in league or they were set up and it was actually the Pikes. Yeah, I think that'd be a cool story direction for it. And a little bit more meaning of why the why the Pikes are the enemy. Not to mention they're challenging his territory, but it'd be more emotion behind both of wanting to take them out. Exactly. Exactly. So um so yeah, so he <laughs> so he goes with he that was an interesting the ship over the Sarlacc, and he's like, okay, I'm going to go inside. I, I, I was thinking, like, the way uh, I, I was with Fennec on that, I was like, what what, what are you doing? Yeah. That close to the Sarlacc. That's not a good I, – I don't know if he's thinking he killed him when he, when he you know, used his, his torch, his flamethrower. You know? I, I honestly – I actually thought it would, it did die because I thought he, like, tore, ripped it apart and killed it, but it was just a little injury. Yeah. And it was freaking out that the beak he came out and that was that was a like that jump kind of you know it's like quiet and you knew you knew it was coming because it was all quiet you knew it, you know, I was like oh gosh here comes that jump scene <laughs> dude <laughs> and not to mention what was it the concussion grenade or whatever uh, the seismic charge yeah the seismic charge that was I was waiting for that I was not actually I wasn't waiting for that I, was, I wasn't expecting oh gosh it. And, yeah and I did I'm like. Basically, and I was like, damn. I'm like, all right, cool. John Fiverr did it. I'm like, every bro- That's one thing that I like about, like, John Fiverr. Like, a lot of them see the memes. I'm sure they, they're on Instagram. They see a lot of this. They look at the, a lot of the same stuff that we do. and They're fans, yeah. Yeah, and so they can kind of see what we're excited to see, and they'll throw in something. Okay, a lot of people love the seismic charge sound, so... Let's just yeah, throw this in there real quick, just to, just to excite the fans. And a lot of people got excited for it. And there's a lot of stuff that they've been doing. And I yeah. think it's really cool. That, that was that was a fun way to kill the Starlight, actually. <laughs> it's like, 
It's the it's the book of all fat, man. We're seeing him tie up all these loose ends. Don't touch my buttons. <laughs> yeah. He's literally he's literally checking all the boxes in the show, man. He's taking he's getting his revenge everywhere. He's setting up his uh building his fame and cleaning up any messes or any uh any beefs he's got with anybody, he's taking care of it. He doesn't mess around, man. Yeah, and I like that Fennec was like, uh, next time uh, we stick to the plan. And so I wasn't expecting Fennec to really join the whistle quickly. I was expecting a little bit more of a pushback. Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, she saved her life, yeah, and then she's like, okay, we get your ship. Then my debt is paid. And yeah. then he's like, oh, all right, I'm going to go off where you want me to drop you. She's like, oh, where are you headed? Like... I don't know if it's like the admiration that she saw in the legend of the name Boba Fett that she was like, you know what, let me stick with them. Or if she was just really impressed with how they escaped, which I feel like she did most of the work. Yeah. As far as like killing everybody and keeping everybody off the slave one as they escaped. I know he was focusing more on the piloting. I'm not going to really say Boba didn't do much, but. Yeah. But they definitely made a great deal, and I, w- I was expecting her to not join him so easily. Yeah, but it no, just seemed really—it just seemed really quick. And it was—it was, it was just—it was cool to have everything kind of wrapped up in the flashback. How mm-hmm. you finally get to see um, that you—you you finally get to see the Mandalorian story kind of merge with Boba Fett, and see where he's yeah. at, and and um, like I was saying in the beginning of this like as we first started talking, as much as I enjoy those flashbacks and seeing the background, it is going to be nice to just finally just see what's happening in the present. Um, because, and, and at the same time, we were able to learn about the reason he's in the back of the tank. They mentioned clearly that it's from the acid from the Sarlacc mm-hmm. and that uh, he's, they say that he's uh, completely healed, which I don't know about you. Means but no I, more flashbacks. Right. Exactly. That's what I got from that. I'm like, okay. That's cool. It's going to be interesting now. That means we've got five, six, seven. We got three episodes now, right? Of just yeah, the four episodes. Story. Yeah, and oh yeah, oh, 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 you're talking about the next ones. Yeah, three episodes left. That's five, just going to be six. all present. It's and like... so going back to the Star figure. Okay, I just want to touch yeah, one thing. It's like I really liked how they, because in the first episode you kind of see him in the pit and he's just escaping. So you kind of see like this little bit of horror aspect then you jump back into this where he's searching in the starlight pit and it kind of gave more of a suspenseful vibe and it, honestly that's something i want to see more in any future star wars projects yeah because no, i was waiting for, i was waiting for that jump scare because because like you have it from the perspective of the slave one they're like sitting there going in they have the flashlight on and then you're just waiting for something to jump out at you. Yeah, this is creepy. Super yeah, creepy. Yeah, super creepy. And I'm not really expecting anything out of the book of Boba for that, but I'd be interested to see a jump scare of Star Wars at some point. <laughs> like a horror story. I don't know why, but but it just seemed it just seemed like it fit. Yeah, that was that was good. Oh, that was some creepy stuff in Star Wars, man. Yeah. Um, and uh, then they sit around that campfire and. She's talking to him about, okay, why do you want to take over the family? And I kind of agree with him on this aspect. It's like, he talks about, he's like, stupid people run things. And she's saying, like, you can't just walk away for hunters. This is what I'm meant for. And he's like, you know what? I'm tired of working for people. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah that was good. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of working for people that are going to get me killed. They're just all idiots. I think I can run it better. And he's like, I'm smarter, I can make more money, I can save more lives. And then I think that's one of the things that really drew her in. It's like, all right, you're with me. So if you stick with me, I'll cut you in on the deal. And you were talking about earlier, he promised that loyalty. He's like, you're not going to find anybody more loyal than I am. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. I'll protect you. I'll protect you with my life. I will do whatever. As long as you stick by me, you're with me. You kind of get that throughout the show. You see him, uh, you see a lot of flashbacks even back when he was a kid of his dad leaving. He's getting left alone a lot. And this is the first time that he gets a family, yeah. Yeah, exactly. He never had one. And he mentions that, you know, you can only get so far without a tribe. 
Um, yeah, I like really, I really yeah. like that because she was like saying, "Oh, you're weak because the Tuscans made you weak." Yeah, the Tuscans made like, you weak. And he's like, "No, they made me stronger. You can only get so far with our family or without you're a always, tribe. You're always, you're always stronger with more than just yourself." Yeah, and he's like, "They made me stronger," and yeah. so I thought no, that was a support. really cool thing. You need, you need because basically he, well, he realizes you need support. Um, strong. You can't just do it. I mean, you really do. You can't. And honestly, you get weaker by thinking you can do everything by yourself. But admitting that you need help is probably one of the strongest things that he can do. And he's like, you know what? I need to build a family because we can be so much better, so much stronger without than what I can do alone. It's like, yeah, I'm a bounty hunter. I can work for people. I can make money. But I will be so much better off if I can create a whole system. So I'm going to take over Bifortuna's palace and I'm going to run a family. I'm going to make alliances with all these different groups among the city. We're going to be better, stronger, and we're going to thrive better. Yeah, for sure. Um, um, no, go ahead. Go so, ahead. I was, I was going to mention no, no, uh, that bar, the, the uh, fight. Chrysanthemum. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is like speaking of like <laughs> being stronger and better. I feel like Chrysanthemum's going to like be joining Boba Fett a little bit more. That's, I think he's going to be a big part of the next uh, three episodes. I was really waiting for I was like when he left on the uh, the last episode, he just runs off. He's like, oh, I can go. He runs off. And I'm thinking, oh, come on. You got to join uh, Boba. But I'm, I'm thinking, OK, he's probably going to show up later. There's going to be something there. And I love how he. He's just he's staring down those uh so he's sitting in that bar, right, when he walks in there. Yeah. Beef with those trend oceans. He's just staring at them, he's just watching them argue. I wonder what that's about, to be honest. Oh wait, maybe it's because uh the trend oceans were like slave owners. They're basically the slave owners from the Empire. Got it right there. I think that's exactly what it is. Wookiees do and not even like see trend it during the Clone Wars, like the trend oceans basically take Wookiees and hunt yeah. play like the uh, was it the? Uh, well, and, was it and, and the fact, that, yeah. and the fact that the fact that he's a he was a gladiator, so he was totally a slave, and they probably yeah. enslaved him. But he's just staring could at be, guys, and, and so that's and then, his that's then, his little beef yeah. with them. Exactly. Yeah, that was funny, and then I like uh, I like how um, I, I forgot that girl's name, but I like how that girl um comes out and kind of tries to calm down and. Just tell him, oh, you've already tries to appeal to his ego. I mean, yeah, she's exactly. smart for do- she's smart for doing that. But you don't sit there and tell somebody, oh yeah, you need to calm down, you need to calm down. Oh, let me appeal to your ego first and say, oh yeah, you don't need to be doing this because you're this, this, and this. The flip, that was her name. She, um, the toilet, like, she, uh, yeah, she's trying to calm down and tell him about it, all his great deeds he did in the arena and all these things that comes. He's like, okay, huh? He's just. Still pulls the arm off the guy. He's like, I'm not done with this. Dude, I was. Jesus. <laughs> I love that they did that because I know with like the original trilogy and whatnot, or even the sequels, like I was expecting Chewbacca to rip somebody's arm off. I thought they were going to do that, but they didn't. Yeah. And I'm glad that we got it here. And well, they that had was it, another thing. I don't know, continue. They had it in a deleted, they had it in a deleted scene in Force Awakens where Uncar Plus actually right, they did. Ended up showing out, showing up on. Takadana, and they right. him, and Chewie rips his arm off. But they took it out because they thought it was too dark, and here we get yeah. it, Dr. Yeah. Santon. And yep. I saw another tie-in because I remember, I, I remember, we don't have the podcast up, but I do remember talking about the sequels and them talking, what was it, when he, Chewie uh, got shot, and he's inside the ship, and the one lady's like talking to him like he's a kid saying, oh yeah, yeah, you'll be fine, blah, blah, blah whatever she said. She's talking yeah. to Chewie like he was like you're, some you're, stupid child. You're so brave. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so I'm wondering if that's just kind of like a wiki trait. It's like they're very temperamental, but they're very childlike. And that's so weird. when the Twi'lek came out and started talking to Kersantan, the way she was talking to him kind of reminded me of the way that that one doctor was talking to Chewie. Yeah. It's like, okay, maybe you got to talk to him in a certain way to be able to appeal to a certain personality yeah, trait to calm them down. I can see and that. So I'm wondering if that's a yeah, so I'm thinking that's like a, a Wookiee thing. 
yeah. is like they're so emotional, but you got to talk to them a certain way. And so it's just kind of appealing to their Good ego, point. like just like they yeah. were talking to Chewie. It's like, oh yeah, you're so brave, you're so brave, and that'll calm Chewie down from his shot. This comes out and it's like, oh yeah, yeah, you're this brave warrior, blah blah. blah. You accomplished so much. You don't need to prove anything here. So let's continue on the thing. I'll wipe your bill and go on. Kersantin is like, oh, screw you. Yeah, I'm done. I'm doing what I want. He's like, I'm, yeah. I'm so pissed. Your pleasantries are not gonna, not gonna stop it this time. Yeah. And so he rips that transition's arm off, and I was like, yes. <laughs> I thought it was so cool. I'm glad like, that they didn't uh, hold back on that one. I like how Boa Fett just kind of follows him out there. He's like, hey, man, you sound like you need a job. <laughs> yeah. Cool. I, I, I was pretty happy with that because I knew that was going to happen at some point. And so it's like, okay. I know, I was right, let's... That too. Because they worked together in the past. So I wish well, that I'm they kind of too... made it I, I seem like they knew each other a little bit better. It's and I think they kind of did, but I, it didn't really convey it too much. Yeah. Sure. Sure. It, it'd just be fun to see Boba Fett's uh, his crew build up, and you want to see strong characters in his crew. And Chrysanthemum's definitely would be a uh, a good asset to Boba Fett's family build. Yeah, because like uh, I mean, we mentioned in the last podcast, one thing that we liked about Chrysanthemum is that they didn't defeat him in the last episode. They trapped him. He didn't go yeah. down because they, they they defeated him. That's true. He it went. He went down. Because Fennec is like, oh, you're not standing on the trapdoor. I'm going to hit the button. All right, you're going down. Kersantin remained a strong character. Yeah. They had to resort to trapping him in order to stop him. That's true. That's very true. Um, so um, what did you think about the whole the meeting with the leaders of Tatooine and Mos Espa? I thought it was... Was it, uh, Mos, was it Mos Espa or was it like... Areas of Mos Espa, I feel like right? the territory. I think the territory itself is Mos Espa, but okay. for the most part, I think it is Tatooine. Okay. In the words of Tamora, Tatooine. I like, Tatooine. The, I like the way he says it. <laughs> um, he always, he always, he always, he always bra- breathes after he says something. Tatooine. <laughs> uh, I thought it was kind of cool. Um, I like that Boba. Because, like, Boba Fett, his whole thing is, like, starting them with, he wants to rule with, with respect. And so this is yeah. one way to do it. It's, like, bring everybody to dinner. Okay, I got all of you guys here. Nothing's going to stop you from killing me and taking over this place. But here we are talking. Yeah. And he kind of throws his authority a little around with that rancor. Like, oh, what's going to stop us from killing you and taking the territory ourselves? And then the rancor is, like, boom, 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 boom. It's, like... Uh, yeah, he's a little hungry. They're like, okay, uh, everybody yeah. everybody gets up, and he's like, kind of startles everybody. It's like, okay, yeah. All right, go ahead and sit down, sit down. I'm not going to kill you no, guys, trust already, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it was, it was interesting because uh fight with him, but he's like, okay, yeah, no big deal. I'm going to fight by myself. As long as you yeah, he's like, I don't really need you. Yeah. I don't really need you, but I want you to know that I'm here for you guys. Regardless if you fight by me, I'm gonna fight by myself so you guys can continue to to get wealth. Yeah, and I thought that was really cool. And they're they're, they're probably surprised. Do you think that there's obviously gonna be some betrayal there? I'm sure in the coming episodes, give or take. I well, mean, it's only natural. Houses because of that different. I wonder if they decide to say, you know, let's join with them. What if they in the end they end up helping them? I think yeah. they, I think they will at some point. I'm pretty sure they will, but I also feel like someone's going to go against them. I think you're right. Cause yeah, the, you can't trust. Cause she, she, they even made the point to show that scene where she said, you know, do you trust them? He's kind of like, you know, he obviously doesn't trust them, but he's, you know, doing what he can in this situation. Yeah, cause um, he's like, okay, you either fight with me or don't fight with me at all, but stay neutral. If they tell you to betray me, yeah. don't do it. And exactly. all of them are like, yeah. yeah, this is acceptable. This is acceptable. And I was like, yeah, okay, all right. Accepted. You might be able to trust them, but it could go th- two different ways. Yeah. And it could be they just stay neutral. We don't see them ever again in, until the final episode. 
and then they all swear allegiance to him after he defeats the Titan Kings. Or we'll see the we'll see Boba struggling against the Pike Gang because there's more of them. And yeah. these guys they are realizing, okay, yeah, he's actually he's actually trying. And they lend their their yeah, strength yeah. to help him. Yeah. No, I can I can see that being I, I just wanna see Boba riding a freaking rancor into battle. I think that'd be freaking awesome. Yeah, I, I think that's something a lot of people are looking forward to. Um but uh yeah, that would be that would be super cool. They they've got to have that rancor have some type of use. I also want to know. I mean, they introduced it for a reason, so I'm waiting to see what it's gonna do. Everybody wants to see. Like we saw the rancor go against Luke. Luke obviously being the better, being a Jedi Knight at the time, being able to outsmart the rancor and killing it. Yeah. I would love I'm to wondering... see a rancor in battle actually doing something, and I think that's something that we're gonna be we're gonna be seeing. Yeah, no, that would be that would be incredible. That'd be super, super cool. Um, so my question for you: so at the end, uh, he's up on the balcony with Fennec, and they're talking about, uh, you know, just kind of the the end results of what they're. Oh, yeah. How much money do you have in the vault? Yeah, yeah. Quite a bit of cash. Dude, not many people notice this. I was talking to a lot of people. They're like, oh yeah, this whole scene. It's like as soon as I as soon as the scene happened. I didn't catch it at first, and I was like, no, no, no. The moment I heard this music play, she's like, oh yeah, yeah. I so didn't see. Like, I, I got, didn't I got enough that. credits. I just don't have enough muscle. You know, it's kind of like you, you. That's that scene with the scene with the with the flare. I didn't catch this. I forgot to mention this too. The second time I saw the episode, when the flare goes off, you hear that kind of Mandalorian whistle. There's that where that kind of whistle that you yeah. hear a lot throughout the show. You see that whistle hear that whistle when he when he sees the flare and then you go yeah. back to this scene when he mentions you know we need muscle then you hear that rrr, rrr, hear you that kind of that that flute that you always hear with dinjarin or mandalorian's theme um so i'm pretty sure i was gonna ask you who you think the muscle is I, i'm 90 percent sure I, we we know that that's who he's talking about because of those connections yeah it's just you said money can buy credits can buy muscle and then the mandalorian theme plays i'm like 100% already know who's going to be showing up in the next few episodes. That's what he, that's what he does anyways. Then, then he'll take on jobs. To, he needs credit still. You know, yeah, he's and score. at this point, it's like, okay, after Boba helps Mando go against Moff Gideon, what is Mando up to? Like, a lot of people are wondering. I figured yeah. he'd be so involved with Bo-Katan and all that stuff going on. So I wonder if he's going to, like, jump in. We're going to see the Darksaber slicing stuff up every now and then. Well, you know what I think? Or if he's just going to be just regular Mando. I think I think there could still I think there's going to be connection with both shows with this because I think that they're going to assist. Him I think in, that's the purpose. Yeah, find the Pikes and then he's uh uh Jaren and Bogatan are going to use Boba Fett and his crew, his his uh family to help retake the in the in the in the series finale of. Mandalorian, I, I'm pretty sure. Which I think, I think it'd be cool. Season three of Mandalorian. I, I, Mandalorian is such a good show. I don't want it to get ran to the dirt. I don't I hope they don't do too many more seasons. I hope season three is the last one. Season three has already been confirmed as the last season. Okay, perfect. Okay, so that makes perfect sense. Season finale of Mandalorian is we're gonna get this awesome finale of Boba Fett. Get help with this crew, and we're gonna see them help each other with Mandalorian, retake Mandalore from uh, the Empire, which would be super cool, by the way, to see Mandalore live action. So. <laughs> Dude, I'm, that's one thing. I think I've talked about it in previous podcasts that are no longer available on our uh, site. Our, I would say they're, they're our hidden episodes, but uh, Mandalore is one of the season, one of the plans I've always wanted to see live action. Yeah, and so it'd be really cool to see this all tie into that. Yeah, no, it's it's gonna be great, man. There's there's a lot to look forward to, dude. There's that that's another thing I love about these live action shows. There's so much they can do, so much they can explore, and I honestly I have no idea what they're gonna do in the next episode, but I feel like this. I feel the next episode is gonna be either them trying to contact Mando or it's gonna be Rancor training. Oh, that'd be cool. 
Or Mr. Buzz. It's just flashbacks. We can move forward with his story now, finally. Yeah, because there's no more flashbacks. So now the next two episodes are going to focus on present day and him taking over. Him getting basically all of Mass Vespa or Tatooine reclaiming its glory. We've we've built the um, we built his story up to this point. Um, yeah. So, yeah, man, that that was definitely a, a solid episode. I think. Um, I think so too. I, I, I've enjoyed all the episodes so far. Honestly, personally, I, I've enjoyed them as the gun. My favorite so far has actually been episode two, just because that episode two is still was, my favorite as well. That train heist was super epic. But I I, I enjoy a lot of the simple things in the show, like. A lot of the wide shots of the desert. I do too. I enjoy the scenery. A lot of I enjoy a lot of the story building. Like there's some things that are just like ah, or this is kind of interesting. Yeah. But I try to look at it as kind of a whole, and I haven't been disappointed because even in yeah. Mandalorian season one, things I thought were kind of like slow, jump yeah. you jump into season two and it's like okay, all right, this is a big big thing. And no, even jumping two, into Man, season two of was by far season two of Mandalorian is by far my favorite so far of these shows. That 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 episode that season was that whole season was solid. They keep gaining momentum and yeah, that's one of the things. It's like okay, maybe slow to you guys, but look at the bigger picture. It's gonna tie in somewhere else. They're building. Stuff. No, it's. I I think that it's really going to. I think this next episode. Is really where this this the show is going to pick up, or like I said, maybe it'll be like training with the rancor or this and that. But mm-hmm. if anything, I think if it's not this episode, when you get the six and seven, regardless, six and seven are going to be amazing. I, I have a feeling it's. Going I, to be I already feel that those two are going to be. Those are going to be the most action. Yeah. If anything, this episode, I think this next episode coming out is really going to give us the look on what's going to be the end of this uh, show, or where it's where, where the direction of the show is going to go, and then. All the good stuff's probably going to be six and seven, I'm sure. But yeah, man, it's going a lot, lot to look forward to. Absolutely. Well, overall, I think this episode is pretty good. I give it like a solid seven point five. That's fair. I'll give, it, I'll give it an eight. Yeah, I was debating about eight, but I was like seven point five seems a little bit more fair. I give but it an eight. It was... Episode three, episode two was a nine. I give this one an eight. I'll give the third one. I'll give the third one a seven. And the first one. Fair enough. I'll give the first the first one a seven, fourth one a seven, the third or sorry, <laughs> the first episode I'll give a seven, the second episode I'll give a nine, third episode a seven, and then this episode I'll give it an eight. Hey, fair enough. Oh. Yeah, so, really enjoyed the episode. Can't wait to see what they're gonna do with the rest of the season. Same here. But. All right, guys, so please be sure to like and comment. It helps people find us better when there's more activity and share with your friends. Um, be sure to check out the links in the description where you can find our Discord, where you can chat with other fans like yourselves and discuss the mysteries of the Star Wars universe. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram where we continue to post up- updates and news. And if you're looking for some new shirts that shows your love of Star Wars, then we have you covered. We have some designs that we work on and know you guys will love. So check out our Teespring link below. Um, so Echo 2 out. Echo 5 out. May the force be with you. Always.